0: Welcome to the latest episode of the Informing Choices MiniPod. The combination of smart technologies, robotics, new computing paradigms and immersive technologies in the metaverse represent a potential sea change across hospitality in general and hotels specifically. Perhaps in the future we will take our holidays and business trips in virtual spaces in the metaverse but still enjoy physical experience as well. To consider the question is the Future of Hotels Physical or Virtual? I'm joined by Simona Porto, author of the book Hotel Distribution 2050 and organizer of the first ever travel and hospitality event in the metaverse. Simona, a warm welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. This is a fascinating topic, isn't it? Yeah, and thank you for having me, Steve. You're, you're very welcome. Let, you know, let's get into this because Hotels feel the significant impact of digital technology in enhancing operational effectiveness and efficiency, providing the opportunity to create value-added experiences for guests, just like many other physical businesses. But how would you describe the role of emerging technologies like artificial intelligence, the internet of things, edge computing, robotics, immersive technology on the future of hotel services?
1: Uh, that's a very good question. I think I will start with the fact that hospitality is uh, historically not a very advanced uh, industry when it comes to technology adoption, and that is, uh, if you think about it, it's a little bizarre. You know, it's a little odd, and uh, I always, I always make this comparison because if you look at uh, at the hospitality industry closer, it is true that it's uh, a very high touch. Uh, industry, right? Like it's it's uh, totally human-centric. Like if you yeah. come back to the root, the Greek root of the word, that's all about dealing with guests and uh, and and hospitality. Uh, the problem is that it's also a very high-tech industry, right? Think about a small bed and breakfast, for example. This small bed and breakfast will not be able to to operate uh, without uh, at least four or five different software. And uh, that, is, that is not the case, for example, for, for a restaurant, right? Like hospitality and, and food and beverage, they're very similar industry. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but you can run a 10 table restaurant with probably just a POS. You cannot do it in, in, even in the smallest bed and breakfast. You will need you know a, a PMS, you will need a, a booking engine, a channel manager, probably an RMS and so forth. So I think we got this wrong perception. I think it's a, it's a, it's a bias that hospitality is only about uh, humans. Hospitality is a lot about technology. Now, the problem is that a lot of the technology that we use because we are forced to use these technologies are, and we, we've been always forced to use these technologies, are technologies that have been built in the 80s, in the 90s, like the first BMS, and this, this is still the core uh, tech in in the hospitality space was built in the 70s, right? And this oh. was like floppy disk, yeah. uh, kind of tech, and uh, they didn't change much since then. So we got this strange uh, innovator dilemma, you know, because we we, we kind of uh, uh, work with very uh, pre-cloud, pre-internet, pre-API technologies, and uh, sometimes even in, even if if you got like the, the, the hotelier that would like to do something with tech, it's, it's, it's limited by the, the existing technology that they do have. You know, this is one of the, the biggest problem in, in the hospitality space is that all these different software should be able to talk to each other. Yeah. So great. You, you want to implement IOT? That's great, but that's everything in that room should be able to communicate with your PMS. Or with your POS, you know, and a lot of this software, they're legacy, uh, they're they're monolithic, so there's no way this can uh, can work. So right now, the impact of uh, you know IoT and uh, and AI and so forth is potentially great, but it's limited by the existing technology that we do have, especially with. Uh, uh, independent properties that is like the majority in Europe.
0: Yeah. As as you were talking, then what was going through my mind is the, the, you know, the, the raft of different experiences I'd imagining in a big multi, uh, national hotel chain and the ability to adopt technology there compared to, you know, many smaller operators. The other thing that struck me is how much of the change and therefore the adoption of more technology is, being or going to be driven by the guests?
1: Uh, I would say, look, whenever, I, whenever you say guest in hospitality, I think you've got two kinds of guests. You've got the guests, guests, and these are the people showing up at your door. Yep. And then you've got the second guest, and that is your staff. You know, for oh, me, okay. they're both guests. You know, it's people that you need to make sure they're happy. Yep. Uh, they, they're, they, they have a frictionless experience and so forth. So, like, if you want to do this distinction between the guest and the staff, I would say that uh, that's probably 50%, okay? So 50% of tech adoption is to make the guest experience uh, better, uh, frictionless, and so forth. But the other 50% is to keep your staff happy. And this is like, when you look at automation, for example, it's not really perceived by the guest, you know? The guest doesn't know uh, what's going going on uh, behind the curtains. Uh, this is yep. only, you know, automation can free up time for the, the human staff to do things that are more important, like, you know, taking care of guests. And uh, to me, it's like sometime when I read like job, uh, job opening and you see these hotels looking for receptionists, for example, or front office managers, and the main skills they're looking for are: can you use Excel? <laughs> can you use this PMS? Hmm. And to me, that's crazy. You know, the, the main question should be: Are you? A, do you have soft skills? Like, are you able to 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 manage complaints by guests and so forth? So that's uh, that's a strange situation. So I would say 50-50.
0: It's interesting because that is exactly what you've just described there, I suppose, is one of the major changes we're likely to see, I would argue, across retail as well. You know, so, you know, it changes the emphasis of the people in the store um, to be much more personal, focus on direct interaction with the customer to help their shopping decision, perhaps, rather than just taking the money at the till.
1: Yeah, yeah sure but think about something you know you go to a you go to a shop and you buy like physical retail shop right and you buy whatever you know a pair of sneakers and uh, the 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 staff take uh, your credit card and manually charge it the the credit card now what is the added value for yeah. your experience It's zero you know if you can automate that your you know the the, the people working in the shop will have more time to uh, to be with you and maybe yeah. suggest you, you know, yeah, this, probably this sneaker is better for you, this type of sneakers. And this is amplified in the hospitality space. Like imagine like the average hotel receives receive something like 30, 40 reservation a day. Imagine that you need to uh, charge credit cards uh, manually for each one of them. That's yeah. hours of wasted work that will have zero impact on the guest experience. Yeah, 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 of
0: course, of course. So one of the things that always intrigues me is how different parts of the market might change. So, so what's your sense around whether and how the leisure and business markets might converge or diverge in the future?
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, look, the pandemic uh, accelerated, I always say that you know, economic, economically wise, uh, the pandemic it was not a revolution it was like a, a evolution in some in some way yeah. and uh, that is mainly because uh, in at least in terms of tech adoption uh, we uh, we we accelerated the process by probably 10 15 years right hmm. and think about the fact that you know and, and like what we do we're used to you know zoom calls or you know uh, Meet calls or metaverse calls whatever think about you know the the I don't know, very old school business. Uh, and uh, they, never, they never even thought about doing a, a call over Skype, for example, right? Yeah. And now they're pretty much used to that. And I said, you know what? Like my people is working remotely. Uh, I'm not losing any money. Probably I'm making even more money. So I can start like, uh, probably I don't need that office, you know, and probably I don't need to send all these people to that Congress, but they can talk, Via, uh, via Zoom, for example. So like the, the, business, the business travel that we used to have before 20, 2020, uh, I don't think we will get there. I think that's gone forever, okay? Right, uh, yeah. But and it makes sense to a certain extent, you know? And I, Like, look, when I started, I started in MICE. You know, I started organizing meetings for, for hotels. And uh, what I can tell you is that it's, it's extremely expensive. Like you need to fly, you know, a speaker from LA, a speaker from Dubai, a speaker from Japan. You need to feed them and you know, <laughs> give them a, give them a room and a spa or whatever for a few days. It's, it gets expensively expensive very very easily. Yeah. Like if you can get all these people in in different uh, ways, and that could be again a call, that could be like a metaverse. This could be holographic, for example. You know, I did I did a few holographic speeches. Like the organizer can get a better uh, a better event, because it can have better speakers uh, without spending an, a crazy amount of money. okay? So it can spend this money on the organization maybe uh, you know just making everything everything better. so what what we see with with uh, business travelers and with business uh, based hotels is that they are trying to adapt and they're trying to recreate these meeting spaces that are more hybrid in a way, right. Yep. So they can, sure, you can be on the same room, but uh, uh, you need to make sure that you get a, a screen and a good connection. So if somebody connects from wherever, uh, it can talk without latency. Or, you know, you start having like holographic cameras, for example, if somebody wants to show up holographically. Or again, metaverses and uh, and so forth. So in terms of like where the, the business the business is going uh, uh i'm sorry but we're 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 not going back to what we used to be you yeah. know where where that kind of money is gone forever in the mice space for leisure oh you no know, we're already seeing like uh, on on the contrary we saw like uh, you know uh, revenge trouble like like crazy <laughs> you know so i'm not i'm not concerned about that And usually le- leisure always uh, bounce back you know yeah. i was i was there in uh, I was working in hospitality in, in um, after 9 11. I was working in hospitality uh, after the 2008, 2009 crisis, and later always bounced back pretty easily. Mice, every time it goes a little down, 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 down. And I think like this was probably the name in the coffin. So, yeah.
0: When you were talking there about um, some of the ideas to sort of replace a conventional uh, business trip, uh, uh, some kind of conference perhaps, is infrastructure perhaps the biggest barrier to that being able to create the kind of business experience using the sort of technologies that you've spoken about? So the actual IT infrastructure at the hotel and um, at, um, at any other delegates that might be sat in a remote room somewhere, I'm assuming that that's really the big enabler that we're talking about that would really make that side of the the business, the virtual side of the business, sing and dance.
1: Yeah, I would say so. Uh, and another thing is interoperability between systems. Yeah, that's yeah, another that's another big one. Like, okay, let's say that like we're doing this over uh, what is that? Zoom. Zoo, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And look, on a normal day, I do around 10 calls a day, right? And, uh, and probably I use seven, eight different platforms. You know, everybody's using different platforms, And that's, that will be a problem. That is going to be a problem, you know? We got this idea that I think it's like a romantic idea of the web, like, you know, this uh, big, unique snowflake. <laughs> but that's not really it. You know, it's all, there's a lot of fragmentation. So I think that is going to be that is going to be another problem. Just think about it like a, a mice organizer, right? You got a you got a hotel and you got a, a meeting room, and you you don't know what kind of platforms these speakers are going to use up until the, the you know the last moment. So probably you will need to you know, sign uh, a contract with Zoom, sign a contract with, with Google Meet. You know, it, it gets expensive very, very easily. And yeah. there's not there's not much difference. It's just a question of preferences. And, you know, some companies, they have to use a specific, um, a specific platform. Like I do a lot of calls with Booking.com. They use uh, BlueJeans that I'd probably you never heard about. It's like a, a Zoom, but they need to use that. So you need to download it. And, uh, you know, if you want like some more extra time, you need to buy a, a, a license. So I think interoperability with the system, it's another big issue.
0: Yeah, that, that's interesting. That's a really good thought. I hadn't thought of that. Um, I mean, one of the I'm not sure that we've got uh, loads of time to go into this in, in great detail, but I, I get the sense that some of these new immersive technologies that we've got starting to appear in combination with the metaverse, allow us to experience physical things in a virtual space. Could that, do you think, eventually replace travel? On the leisure side of the market as well. So if I'm able, for example, to use immersive um, haptic technologies that allow me to, I don't know, um, uh, taste the food in a hotel from uh, from Asia, feel the, the the quality of the bed linen, smell the fragrances, feel um, uh, the wind on my face from the Malaysian jungle, for example, are those are those technologies? Do you think ever going to be good enough? to help us replace the complete physical experience with a virtual one?
1: Can I take a philosophical road here? Yeah, sure. Okay, so there is a book, um, there is a book that just came out a few months ago about a philosopher I really like, uh, that is called David Chalmers. And he wrote this book that's called Reality Plus. And it's all about uh, how, you know, our different uh, perceptions of what is real and what is not real, right? And we tend to think, that reality is actually what we see and touch, right? But with with the rise of AR, VR, mixed reality, how should we interact or how should we consider these realities, right? And look, I I always say that for for our generation, we, we, we got a pretty clear line between what is virtual and what is real, right? But if you talk like with a five-year-old or six-year-old, you know, and they they play with a friend, uh, they can play with dolls uh, one day together and the next day they can play on Roblox virtually. But for them, that is exactly the same experience. They're playing with their friends, you know. They don't have this this connection. And uh, so I think this is what we need to start thinking. It's not only about travel. So traveling without traveling is still traveling? That's an interesting question. I don't think this will replace uh, physical travel at all, but it will complement it, yeah. especially for, think about people with disability, for example, or people with very low income, or you know, people that are paralyzed, they cannot travel. You know, and the only way they can experience like, a glimpse of, you know, quote-unquote, normal life is through virtual reality. Or think about, or even for us, you know, like think about you want to you wanna, you wanna go to uh, ancient Rome. You, you cannot do it in a physical world, right? Uh, but you can do it on a metaverse. So it will be a different way of, uh, of traveling. More than that, like the, the application we already see now on the metaverse, because except for the hype, there are, there are several interesting applications are in the, in the space of... Um, the first steps of the reservation, like you can you can visit a destination, have a rough idea of the destination. You know something that is way more immersive than just looking at a photo on Booking.com or or just reading a reviews on TripAdvisor. Like for example, there is a there is a pretty cool uh, metaverse uh, that uh, uh, puts you on on a on a tour bus, you know, around different cities. And uh, the other day I was with my headset and I wanted to. I never been to Chicago, you know. Right. And I just wanted to see the, the city, but but I never like I never even thought about going to Chicago in my life, and and I saw the city and said okay that's that's super cool that's really cool, and and now I want to go yeah. you know, and uh, so in some ways the metaverse can can also help you to uh, to increase like the, the, the physical travel so it's an interesting question but uh, it's uh, if we see like if we see like if we think in a binary. Uh, way like this is real. This is not real. Uh, we're not going to the root of the problem. I yeah. think we we need to think about. Okay, this is pretty much the same. You know, it's just reality is a consensus between individuals. Yeah. Nothing is real per se.
0: That's a, that's a really good point. Therein lies the real opportunity, actually, doesn't it? Yeah. So I I, I want to end with this. I know you've coined the phrase post-human hospitality. Uh, what do you mean by that? And Let's finally address the question, is the future of hotels physical or virtual? And I suppose you've just started to answer that as well. Um, but post-human hospitality, what do you mean by that? Post-human hospitality is, uh, it's
1: basically my idea of the need. It's that we, we have a desperate need of that in, in our industry to free up humans from repetitive, boring tasks. Yeah. As I was saying before, you know, just uh, inserting reservation in the PMS, charging credit cards, uh, scanning, making copies of passports, all that kind of stuff that has nothing to do with hospitality. It will not make your stay in the hotel better, okay? The thing that you like when, you, when you're at a, at a hotel is the, the human interaction we got uh, with people. But there's no, there's no human touch in charging a credit card. You know what I mean? So my, my idea of post-human hospitality is we take the humans and we, we make sure that humans do what humans do best and we leave machines, and that could be anything from robotics, IoT, uh, AI, and so forth, do what they do best. So we can free up time. Look, the, the, the working in a hotel is a pretty stressful job. You know, I think it's the, probably the, uh, in the world it's the fifth most stressful job and uh, much of that is because you need to deal with the guest and on top of that with technologies you know sometimes they don't work they're clunky and uh, so if we can free people from these repetitive tasks we can put these people and human potential back where it does give some kind of uh, you know benefit uh, perceivable benefit for for the guest so that is what I what I mean with post human hospitality. Let humans do what they do best, taking care of guests, human interaction, soft skills, and let machines do what they do best, and that's you know running all the boring stuff in the background.
0: Yeah. So I, I just scribbled out actually. Well, I think for me, what you were talking about there is bringing the staff from behind the desk.
1: Yeah, totally. Like, you be, like, like it used to be like twenty five years ago.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Technology and part of uh, and a, uh, helping technology enable our increasing humanity, if you like, is yeah, very huh? often going back to and thinking about the things that we used to value in the past.
1: That is why it's post-human yeah. uh, hospitality. It's not an anti-human. You know, it's like okay, let's go back to what we are. We're humans. We're not there to. It's like I ask you, do you know the, the square root of one one billion? I said like, no. Mm-hmm. You know, I I got a, a calculator for that, and my perception of you is not diminished by that. We just know that the calculator is better at doing that, okay? So, and that's exactly what is happening in, in hotels. I just want the, the, the human interaction. So let's automate whatever we can automate and let's put people back where they can give some kind of value.
0: And, and I think that, that um, I'll, I'll probably answer the question that uh, the other part of the question I posed um, at the beginning there, which was, uh, is the future of hotels physical or virtual, both?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Again, probably in 20 years, this question will make no sense. We will not make the distinction.
0: Yeah, that's a really great point. Uh, Simona, thank you so much for your time. That's been absolutely fascinating. We've gone over the time, as we always do, because I ask more questions. Uh, but um, I absolutely love the way some of the things you describe, they they kind of feed into other elements of our lives. They feed into other uh industry sectors as well and and i think for me that's the crucial thing when we have these conversations it's it's about people and it's about broader cross-section of of life society and business and we we always need to keep in mind those those connections i think
1: thank you so much for having me
0: yeah thank you very much indeed and thank you everyone for listening do let your friends and colleagues know about the informing choices mini pod and there'll be another episode along very soon